Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's take some calls. Sean Salisbury is going to be on in about 25 minutes. Vince in the city on Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Vince? Hey, what's up, guys? On my way home in this traffic. It happens. Yeah. So, um, who am I picking between Kyle and Dan? I'm I'm going with Kyle Shanahan, not just because I'm a homer, huge homer, but thank you. If you look at the consistency that Kyle Shanahan has had with the 49ers, I want to say he's been in a playoff each year that he's coached the Niners, except for the year I think Jimmy blew his ACL trying to truck somebody down the sideline. Um, he's done it with practically the same personnel. This season is a little bit different. Um, but in the years past, he's had the best starting backup quarterback playing QB1 um, in Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think after watching the game against Green Bay, it, it's it's easy to see that who cares what Vegas odds are. Any Anybody could win on Sunday. We damn near should have lost that game. Um, and we would have been a first-round bounce. So I think, um, you know, we, we kind of need to pump the brakes on it's a winner bust for this season because clearly it's really hard to win in the NFL. That being said, I think we should win the game because with the roster and having a really, really good quarterback with Brock Purdy, he's been the best quarterback we've had since Steve Young probably. I don't see why we can't get to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I don't think anybody's in disagreement there. Like, the Niners are supposed to win the game on Sunday, and then the conversation reboots. It's like you just said, Dibs. Like, like there are stages to this. I know that in some ways there aren't because it's just like, well, Kyle Shanahan needs to win the, the, the last game, and then this all goes away. But it is a different conversation if you don't win based on when you go out. That's why the Dallas Cowboys just have had such an embarrassing couple of weeks. That's why people are talking about job loss and, and, and all of that stuff because they lost uh, not in the playoffs. They, they, they lost at home by giving up 48 points to a huge underdog. So if the 49ers do that, then, yeah, that's going to be a very, very different uh, kind of a of a conversation. Yeah, it's the how and it's the when. I think that uh, all play into the way the conversation goes. And, you know, you look at Buffalo, for example, and you look at Josh Allen, and I thought he played pretty well, even though the analytics would tell you the majority of his throws were behind the line of scrimmage. They still managed that game, and they kept themselves in a spot to where a kick would have forced overtime. And you, you lost at home, sure, in the divisional round, which you didn't want to do, but you can understand why they went out the way they did. Now, if, if the Niners come out and lose at home on Sunday – in lopsided fashion, it's a different story than if they go to the Super Bowl and and lose in that similar fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve in the city is uh, is next up. Hi, Steve. What are you doing? 
just hanging out in the inner Richmond here. Uh, nice day out here. Beautiful. Hey, uh, nice. You know, all the pressure is on Shanahan. And, you know, I call him Dan Gamble. I mean, can he, can he bite his kneecaps off going fourth and four from the 36? Um, <laughs> but I, the two keys to the game, Debo makes him five-dimensional, not three-dimensional. And also, too, I think it's all about the defensive line. If they can rattle this guy, they, they know where he's going to be. And San Francisco doesn't play well against uh, these big, bully, running quarterbacks. Well, I I don't even know. Would you describe Jordan Love as a big bully running quarterback? Not really. No. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. I mean, he moves well. I he moves well, but uh, but but you know, and he's still so young as a starter. Um, he's got some real interesting attributes to him. But um, I, I he had five I, carries he, for three yards. Yeah, so I, I, feel I don't know like, if that was the reason. Don't you feel this is a little bit of a, a off off topic? I feel like this year. It debunked the thing we always say about the 49ers. We don't, they struggle with that mobile QB. I mean, they made Jalen Hurts look ridiculous. Kyler Murray didn't bother them one bit. Uh, and then it's a mixed bag after that. Like, yeah. sure, Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar had a fine game. That was more about their defense picking the ball off. He went for Lamar, 45 yards, long run yeah. 30 in that game. So Yeah, Lamar was fine, but Lamar's also Lamar. There's no stopping right. Lamar Jackson from running if he wants to run. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Did you feel that way that this year sort of was – it was fine against mobile quarterbacks? Yeah, they didn't really have to face that many. And I'm looking at the schedule just playing off what you were talking about. And, you know, Pittsburgh's a no. Stafford in week two, no. Danny Dimes, uh, you know, he tried a little bit, yeah. and he wasn't that effective. And I don't think they faced – no, they faced Josh Dobbs in the first game, not Calamari. Uh, they faced him the second time. Right. But Dak, no. Uh, P.J. Walker got him a little bit on the ground, but that was – you know, he was not necessarily gashing them with the run. Then you had uh, Cousins. Then you did face uh, Joe Burrow, who didn't throw Burrow. an incomplete pass. Then you went up against uh, Trevor Lawrence, who had a terrible, terrible day. Baker didn't hurt you. Even Geno, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts. So I don't think that they faced the the real running QB. But, Mark, as we go through the I league. Mean, Lamar. Lamar. Right. Lamar. Yes, but as we, fine. as we go through the league, though, there aren't really that many quarterbacks who are going to try to beat you that way. Hurts would be one, and he didn't. Kyler Murray, when he's right, I guess, a little bit. And Josh Allen would Josh be the other Allen. one. Yeah. 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 No, you're, there's not a lot of them. There's many more of the, like, I, I'm much more fearful of the QB who just moves well. Forget runs. I, I get it. Lamar's terrifying. I, I, sorry, there's nothing you can do about it. He's the fastest guy out there. So he's going to find space. He's going to run sometimes. If they face them, you know, you you got to you got to figure that out. Uh, you got to try to turn him into a passer and 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 spy him and all of those things. But uh, if you look around the league, what what I think the 49ers can try to go after this week, you're not facing someone who's going to go anywhere. He like it's it's timing, it's clean pocket, and then it's very accurate on time delivery. And and that can be lethal if you know if you're not getting to him, and they've got a very good offensive line. 
So I don't know. I was listening to this conversation about a week ago. Uh, it was over the weekend with the, the crew at Fox, and some of the guys were talking about how we've now moved to a time where we're wooed by the mobility of a quarterback because of Lamar, because of Josh Allen, and even Mahomes. He moves great. And, and we're wooed by that. But the idea of, like, just focus on Lamar, a QB like him, is scary to defend. He's about to win his second MVP, but none of them have ever won the whole thing. Yeah, a, a truly true. mobile guy, right? It's true. Like You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Somebody who really is looking like a Jalen Hurts even. Someone who's looking to rush the ball 10 times a game on purpose. Right. Like it's designed. Right. It's called 10 to 15 times a game. Someone who's looking to do that has not won a Super Bowl before. Yep, and I have to uh, really rack my brain and think about you know the quarterbacks traditionally who have been that way because there aren't that many. Even you know going back to Michael Vick, obviously he never won the Super Bowl. Colin right. Kaepernick was a guy who rushed the ball a lot and he got close, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. By and large, now in the NFL, you don't have a lot of these guys because it's too risky. And we saw Trey Lance get hurt running the ball. And the previous caller talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt when he was running the football. It's just so risky to have a guy run it. And even Lamar Jackson, who you mentioned, he ran the ball a lot less this year than he has in previous years because of that very thing. Now, that being said, he still wound up, and I'm looking at it, he was 22nd in the league in rushing with 821 yards. So he he ran a lot, 148 rushes, which even that was 38th in football in terms of total times rushing the football. Uh, Not the most among quarterbacks, though. Jalen Hurts ran it more, 157 totes for Jalen, although at least 30 of those those. were were, uh, brotherly shoves. Exactly. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. I will say this, to the point you just made, like if the Ravens do win the Super Bowl, you're going to hear a lot of people uh, give credit 
to the new offensive system that the Ravens used this year and calling for Lamar to run the ball a little bit less. I mean, you will still see him run it, but it is often the the former style of running, the ad lib. Um, hey, this is there, so I'm going to take it, as opposed to uh, building your actual play calling around it. Right, and I, I think that this year he's also developed into so much more of a thrower that you can kind of you know, gear your offense that way because he's more accurate. He's been much better throwing the football. 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. His interception percentage is as low as it's been since his second year when he won the MVP. Yep. So he's been a lot more efficient throwing it, and he's picked his spots when running it a lot better, too. Completion percentage highest of his career yep. as well. Yep. Completion percentage highest of his career and yardage total highest of his yeah, career. Yeah, by a long part, shot. Yeah, well, part of that was health. You know, last year he only played 12 games. The year before that he only played 12 games. Um, and then even in 20 and 19, he played 15 instead of 16. The only other time that Lamar Jackson has played 16 games in his career was his rookie year. Um, 2018, uh, his first year yeah. as a starter. Well, only, only seven starts that year. Well, right. He played in 16 yeah. games because they used him as a, right. I mean, he only had six touchdown passes, only yeah. had 170 attempts. So this was, this was a career high, basically in every statistical category, as far as being a thrower. And I think that'll be a huge story if the Ravens end up winning in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I think that. He's become a throwing quarterback who runs as opposed to a running quarterback who occasionally throws. And, you know, the numbers meet that out a little bit. 148 carries. If we go back to the MVP year, he rushed it 28 more times in one fewer game. So he was rushing it a lot more often. Only nine carries a game this year as opposed to previous years where it was 11 or 12. Not a huge drop. But I do think that he's looking to throw now a lot more than he used to. And I wonder if Justin Fields continues his evolution in this direction because Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, in many ways, I think their careers mirror each other, where Justin Fields is hes incredible as a runner, and he can make plays with his arm, but I think his primary instinct when things break down is to run, and Lamar has now changed that. If you go back to that Niner Ravens game, I think so many of us have tried to erase it from our memory or who knows, maybe there was eggnog. I, I don't know what was going on for people, but if you go back to it and actually look at what happened, you might be surprised. As you just pointed out, he only carried the ball seven times. If you go back to what actually beat the 49ers uh, beyond the obvious of all of the Brock Purdy interceptions, but Lamar's short passing game was really on point. He was really good on third down. They only sacked him twice. One of them was in the end zone for that safety, and that was aided by the ref. But, I mean, he had more passing attempts than Brock Purdy. I know Brock got pulled. But 35 pass attempts. He completed 23 of them, 252. It was not a stunning game. It was just a really consistent game. It was a smart game by Lamar Jackson. And you do that when you're getting a lot of turnovers. That certainly flipped it in their favor. But I guess this, you know, maybe we're starting to do, you know, a show that needs to be done two weeks from right, now right. If, if these two teams play again. But I don't think the Niner defense, I don't think it's ill-equipped 
to handle the Jalen Hurts's and the Lamar Jacksons of the world. I think that they did exactly what you you need them to do. They just kept giving the Ravens too short of a field. Yeah, in some ways. I'm looking at the drives right now. Baltimore started on their own 25, marched down field goal. They started at their own 47, touchdown. They started the Niners 20 and right. got a field goal. Started at their own 25, got a field goal. Started at the Niner 44, got a touchdown. Started at the Niner 9. And somehow they were able to get a touchdown off yeah, of that, that drive. One. So that one, I do remember that drive. Yeah. But you see the other two touchdowns, they started at midfield. So yeah, you know, I yeah, I I just I thought the Niners did a good job this year against mobile quarterbacks. But flashing it back to this week, this is a it's only a potential. It's a potential advantage, and for me, where a lot of this game is going to lie, I think the Niners should be able to move the ball on Detroit. So. Uh, they should be able to put up some points. Detroit will, too, though, if they win the trenches the same way the Packers' offensive line won the trenches. But the beauty of Jared Goff is, as the caller points out, you know exactly where he's going to be. He's going to be right there, right. standing right behind where he snapped the ball. And uh, and if Bosa and, uh, and Young and Armstead and Hargrave can have a better game than they did last week, they can totally wreck this one. And I think that they have a better chance to do so. And the left guard, Jonah Jackson, underwent meniscus surgery. He's going to be out for Sunday's game. So you get the backup in there. And I think this becomes a Hargrave and Armstead game. We had Eric Armstead on the show yesterday. And I he, noticed he was, that. Yeah, he was great. Good interview. Such a solid guy. And, you know, not, not huge with the long answers. Pretty matter-of-fact, business-like. But I couldn't help but think about his impact on this game, not only in stopping the run, and we asked him about that, and you know, he talked about how they got they got beat to the edge a lot and they all need to be better and all the rest of it. But I think about the pass rush and they had no sacks against Jordan Love and the Lions come in with a backup guard. And so I think about what you were saying. Jared Goff is not gonna be rolling right and rolling left a ton. You're gonna be able to find him in the pocket. So if you can attack him through the middle, through the A-gap, as we like to say, Mark, if you can compress the pocket from the interior and make Goff uncomfortable, make him retreat, that gives Young and Gregory and Bosa a chance to get around the outside and maybe deliver the sack. Well, here is something that Armstead said to you guys yesterday, and it's not on the subject of stopping the run. It's about everybody's favorite subject, which is that controversial jerk that has everybody talking, mm. uh, Brock Purdy. So uh, Eric came on with you two yesterday and wanted to make sure that he said this. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's, it's kind of weird to me the, the hate that he gets. Um, I don't really understand where it comes from. You know, being around him, another top player and the person that he is, and you know, he's he's everything that we need uh, him to be. And you know, we we wouldn't be able to do anything without him. And a lot of the success and and uh, where we are as a team is because of him. And you know, we we love having him as our quarterback. So funny, right? That like y'all just see the yo-yo game that's being played. I I, I wonder this week. It started, and that was before the games. It started with Amy Trask. She tossed a screen pass to Ryan Clark. <laughs> he caught it. He ran for 15 yards. Then Chris Broussard and Nick Wright got into their slap match. 
And then here we go. You know, you can't play with my yo-yo. We're going to go back in the other direction. And Eric is a teammate. That's one thing. But Debo, I'm sure you saw, came after Ryan Clark on social media. Um, and then two days ago, Pat McAfee went on an impassioned rant about not understanding where this comes from. And so I, I guess my surprise is just that all year long, we've all talked about this so much, and we still haven't found a middle ground that's comfortable for people. Um, it seems like both sides think the other one maybe is trying to say things that they're not. You know what I mean? Like him being an MVP candidate does not mean, oh, well, I'd take him over Mahomes. That's absurd. That, that, that's, nobody's saying that. But, but it has led to these statements that I don't even want to say they border on it, Dibs. They flat out are, like, incredibly disrespectful for a second-year player who's in his second NFC championship game. Yeah, I don't like, even yeah, I don't even dwell on the second-year player part of it because anybody who's in this spot, what are we doing? And I'm with you. You look at the year he's had, his record as a starter, his record in the playoffs, and where he has his team again for the second straight year, how can you cast aspersions on that in any way, shape, or form? As a playoff quarterback, he's already accomplished more than... Almost every quarterback that he is going to go up against in the entire league. He's done more than Herbert. He's done more than Josh Allen. He's done more than Dak Prescott. He's done more than Kirk Cousins. You put names like, you know, like Jared Goff. He's been to a Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy has not. Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl. Mahomes has won a couple of those things. So you look at all the other quarterbacks around the league, and he's already accomplished more. Forget the draftism, and Peter King actually... Uh, gave another nod to the term draftism when he came on with uh, FP and myself earlier in the Thanks, week. Pete. Which yeah, yeah, I knew you were gonna love that when you heard it. But uh, Peter actually came on. You, I mean, Peter was showering FP with praise, which was pretty fun. We'll have to That's play the cut for you. Yeah. Right. But uh, talk about FP's <laughs> baseball career. That really is an incredible story. And yeah, well, I'll tell you the story on the other side. But I don't, I don't think that you can look at what Brock Purdy has done. Just accomplishments. How can you look at what he's done and cast any aspersions at all about his performance? Yeah. Well, maybe our response to Ryan Clark when he came out earlier this week and he's like, the hardest thing I had to do was act like Brock Purdy was right. XYZ. Well, no, you didn't. Like, why, why isn't that just the quick rule? You didn't have to do anything. Nobody forced you. Nobody held a gun to your head and say, say nice things about Brock Purdy right now. Um, but if you're going out of your way right now, which I do feel Ryan and Amy Trask and others throughout the year at times have, if you're going out of your way to do it, um, it'd be, it'd be a good time to sit down and ask yourself why as he goes to his second NFC championship game and we've known him for 15 months. Right. And, like we've yeah. known him for 15 months. It's incredible. And very few um, quarterbacks have done what he's done and yet people still want to, uh, you know, cast aspersions. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.